Welcome to the Cinema Rat, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to continue this series, Movies That I Love, and talk about 2005's Wedding Crashers. Now, Wedding Crashers, I think, is probably peak R-rated comedy from this time. As most of you guys know, probably starting with Anchorman in 2003, stretch into about 2000. I'd say about the early teens, it was kind of over. We had this onslaught of R-rated comedies. You have Anchorman, you have Old School, you have Role Models, you have Knocked Up, you have Funny People, you have Wedding Crashers, Skarsky and Hutch, Tropic Thunder. You know, there's there's a bunch of these, the Hangover movies. And they're all kind of circulating the same, like, six dudes, and they, they do cameos in each other's movies. So clearly, you're going to see a lot of Farrell in these movies. You're going to see, of course, a lot of Owen Wilson in these movies, Ben Stiller in these movies. Vince Vaughn in these movies and so forth. But I think some would say out of this class, maybe depending on what your, kind of your perspective is, I think most would say one of the Apatovian movies are the, the peak of the R-rated comedies. And look, Apatow produced Anchorman. The dude next to Lorne Michaels is like the godfather of comedy of the last you know, 30 years, 20 years. And I, I just think Wedding Crashers has a the best balance because you do get the raunch of some of the other ones, but the other ones maybe lack the heart. And I think early Apatow did a good job of balancing them out. I am a fan of 40 year old virgin and I am a fan, which doesn't get a lot of love of, of this is 40, which is the kind of the sequel to knocked up. But I think as he got older, he, he, his movies got a little too bloviated, a little too long, but in the early to later not. I just think you're finding the peak. And Wedding Crashers, to me, epitomizes this. Now, we we know the plot of this movie, right? It's, it's these two guys who are lawyers, mediators, who like to crash weddings. And you see from the opening montage, they are getting laid. Now, before we continue, could this movie be redone today? I don't think so, unless the only way it could be redone today is if you flip it and it's women. If it's women are doing it because then you're embracing the sex positive movement. See, at that point, then it's like it's liberating that women are whoring it up and sleeping with all these groomsmen and so forth. But if you were to have a new generation of this, I don't even know who would play these two guys right now. I mean, the comedic scene is so dead right now in terms of theatrical release. Most of the comedies are tanking. You saw Bros, which I think you can find on Peacock right now, the gay comedy that was produced by Apatow. That's like the latest big comedy. Didn't really do well theatrically. But let's say you got like, I don't know, Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller or something like that. I just, I I don't think they have the comedic timing. And I, I don't honestly think that this movie should ever be redone. I really don't. I think it's it's like some like it hot peak that good back in the cut talking about a classic comedy but so you have them doing these things and of course the movie when you when you watch it it only takes place as a whole the majority of the movie takes place over uh, a day uh, over a weekend so owen wilson convinces vince vaughn 
to, or Vince Vaughn, I should say, convinces Owen Wilson to do this party of this senator played by Christopher Walken. I can't do a Walken impersonation. And so they they go to this wedding. Of course, uh, Owen Wilson is enamored with Rachel McAdams. And then uh, Vince Vaughn's character, of course, kind of gets, uh, <laughs> I don't know, accosted by Ella Fisher's character. They're both sisters. And, and then they're invited to go to the house. They're the daughters of Christopher Walken, the senator. And they're maintaining a ruse. Like you guys know, they always have a fake persona when they go to these things to cover you know, their actual identity. So they're venture capitalists. Uh, I think they're what, are they maple syrup venture capitalists from Vermont. And so they go and then you know, antics ensue and, and so forth. So why is this movie great? Look, Wilson and Vaughn. Vaughn, Vaughn's, Vaughn's career is fascinating. I would really like to do a retrospective filmography with May on Vaughn because Vaughn breaks into the scene with, with swingers mid 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 90s he's great in that and then his career goes a little weird he does the remake of psycho with gus van zandt and then he does a couple of movies that really don't land and it's not until the r-rated comedy world around this time that he that he kind of gets his peak and then he's on a hot roll for some time he does the breakup with aniston and then then he does some really bad movies and then 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 he and owen wilson reunite with the internship and that doesn't do well i mean they have great chemistry in this movie and there's a lot of things lined up in this movie but he plays you know the same kind of frenetic tall character in every movie but he's he's great he's got so many great lines right stage five clinker and and all the different the the different rules that they're always making up rule 96 you don't leave a man behind you know, they're just making all these things up owen wilson i guess would play the straight man in this to vince vaughn because owen wilson is i mean fascinating career we just talked about owen wilson not that long ago about his suicide attempt because of kate hudson and just having a bunch of illegitimate children and you know he's an acquired taste because i don't know if he's necessarily funny like in zoolander i think zoolander he's he's good but i i think he is a product of good writing and when he doesn't have good writing i don't know if he's really that good and he can't really do dramatic roles that well. You think of Royal Tenenbaums. You think of he had that Behind Enemy Lines movie. That's just not really his thing. But either way, he plays a straight man, and he's great in this too. But I mean, let, let's let's focus on the women. Ella Fisher, who's Australian, Rachel McAdams. I mean, they are both packing heat. I mean, McAdams has never looked as good in a movie than she does in Wedding Crashers. Say what you want about Regina George. I don't think she looks good in that movie with her long fake wig. And, and you know, I think she does. She's cute in About Time and she's cute in other movies that she does. I think she's great in Eurovision, the Netflix movie that came out with Will Ferrell where they play the Icelandic band that wins the Eurovision contest. I think she's got great comedic timing. And it's I wouldn't say that she's underrated, overrated. I think she's properly rated. I don't I don't think she's like some hidden gem. I think that she's limited in things that she can do, like she can't do a period British period movie. But I think she's talented, especially in the comedic area. But in this movie, her job is just to look beautiful, and she looks luminescent. Ella Fisher is beautiful in this movie as well. She was kind of an unknown coming into this movie. She uh, later married Sasha Baron Cohen, the guy from Borat, and they have a bunch of kids. Let's take a break. I wanted to let you know about the other feeds that we have here at the Eclectico Gregorio channel we have the awakened man which has been around since the spring of 2017 which mostly focuses on having men and women reach their full potential by knowing about toxins in the food big pharma cover-ups and 
ways to biohack your life. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which is a channel that originally started as an essential oils channel. And there's about 65 essential oils that are broken down over there. And then more recently, about two years ago, I just pivoted and made it more about female holistic health and naturopathic health because I'm a big proponent of let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And lastly, we have the Confessions of an Obese Child feed, which I started in January 2017, which chronicles what it's like to be an overweight child. I was an overweight child and I lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for 30 plus years. So it's a channel, like if you have disordered eating or had a dysfunctional childhood, how to deal with that, how to how to function with that, and also discusses and I interview various people that have a similar background of dysfunctional childhood, binge eating, binge drinking, and how to deal with that. And there's a lot of great interviews over there. So those are the three other feeds at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. Now let's get back to the show. And she plays kind of the crazy girl that all guys kind of want to be with, right? The short, petite redhead who's kind of immature, but little off, but kind of the hot mess. And she's beautiful in this. Jane Seymour plays Watkins' wife, who's who's propositioning Owen Wilson and ask her to touch her breast. Then you got the crazy brother who's the, the gay guy. And this is one of the reasons this movie can never be done now is... You know, you look at that character, the gay brother, and it, it, the optic of that today would never fly. So if they had to redo it, they'd really have to think about what to do with that character. And then you got Bradley Cooper. Like Bradley Cooper at this time was relatively unknown. This was before the Hangover movies. And I've always told May, like Cooper is good looking when he has long hair. Hangover and Star is Born. But when he's got short hair, um, he, he does look cross-eyed. He is a little cross-eyed. But the guy is packing he in this movie as McAdams' boyfriend, who's really intense, who's just using her. And uh, he's great, especially in the football scene and so forth. But um, you can see his star potential uh, in this movie. But everybody is is really good in this movie. And the, the dialogue is great. The plot is great. I think it's really unrealistic from in it, I think, you know, from from a Red Pill perspective, you see Rachel McAdams' character at the beginning of the movie is pretty happy with with being uh, in a couple, in a relationship with Bradley Cooper. And then over a course of a day, she falls in love with Owen Wilson. I mean, this is like red pill catnip for red pill men who are like, see, women's love is conditional. Da, da, da. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I get it. Look, it's a movie. I get it. But it's like, man, and one day a woman can fall out of love with her boyfriend and fall in love with a new guy that she doesn't even know, who ultimately she ends up choosing. Because it's one thing, like when you when she finds out that Bradley Cooper's character is a bad guy, that's one thing. But after she finds out and they don't see each other for quite some time, she's still, like all the scenes with her dad when they're shopping for flowers, all these scenes like, I miss him, I miss him, you know. You knew him for a day and he was a fraud. But again, I think this says something about about maybe uh, women's uh, capricious uh, taste for for men. I don't know, but either way. Uh, so after the weekend doesn't work out well, you find out, of course, Vince Vaughn and Ella Fisher are hooking up behind his back, and then he he goes to Owen Wilson's character goes through a tailspin and starts going to to to, to weddings. Uh, drunk and so forth and he's trying to to he has a falling out with Vince Vaughn and then of course there's the classic scene mom bring me my meatloaf when he meets the godfather of the crashers who's played by Will Ferrell and that scene I mean it's just so great you Will Ferrell's career has just gone up and down and really it's been down a lot the last few years but in the in the, that 10-year span of like 
Elf Anchorman 2003. So, I mean, he's great in SNL, but we won't count SNL. But if you look at like 2002, 2003, he's doing Elf, Anchorman, old school. You go there for the next 10 years, Step Brothers, Talladega Nights. I mean, just on fire. And then in this movie, I mean, one scene, he's just iconic in that movie. Just iconic in that movie. And then, of course, at the end, everything works out well. And then he ends up, Owen Wilson ends up with Rachel McAdams' character. So in closing, like, why do I love this movie? Why do I think it's a great movie? Well, because it's got the R-rated raunch, right? And just so you know, like that scene where Ella Fisher puts her breasts in front of Vince Vaughn's face in the bed, that's not really her. She had a stunt double. That's not really her breasts. But it does have the R-rated raunch, all the things that happened to Vince Vaughn. Uh, is pretty funny the hand job and the and under the table like all these things so you're kind of living vicariously through him and then you're th- there is the love story with Rachel McAdams and Owen Wilson which I guess is believable then from a male perspective you're getting all the eye candy with Ella Fisher and Rachel McAdams and just the premise of the movie works right it's a simple premise guys that go to weddings to get laid make up fake personalities fake alter egos to get laid and then of course like a lot of these rom-coms you have these high sexual market value bachelor men bachelor till i die men who eventually get domesticated because they meet the right woman so i mean this is kind of the typical trope of these 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 rom-coms but either way highly rewatchable easy to put on you don't even have to be paying attention you know all the plot development and it's just just a great movie and it's i think the best of the r-rated comedies from this time guys i'll post a poll over at the cinema rack facebook group and i'll put this one up there with uh, knocked up and others and you let me know if you agree or disagree that this is the best of the r-rated comedies also there's two links in the episode notes one's for paypal if you want to make a donation i'm afraid the cost of hosting this on the server i would appreciate that and the other one is a link to the website where you can catch all the eclectic gregorio podcasts until next time take care god bless and pray Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rack. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.